Konnichiwa. And howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kubu, where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And this week, we're going to try to give you a breakdown of day four through ten. That's right. And apologies up front. This is so much sumo. We can't talk about it all. It's all so good. This is a great, great basho. Yeah. So we just have to give you the matches that are just so good to us or resonate for some reason or, you know, are part of the emerging storyline that is this Basho. That's right. So shall we jump right into day four? Well, first I just want to say, I hope everyone is warming up their bingo cards. I want to kind of know how people are feeling about their bingo cards. I mean, by the time next week is out, we'll obviously have bingo winners. So these days, this is like crucial kachikoshi bingo days. So I hope everyone has their bingo cards all hot and ready. And we're just like waiting for the moment when we get the bingo. I know we just got our first X on the bingo card today. Yeah, we play along, by the way. We don't win. We just play along because we love games. Yeah. But how about we do a news flash? Hakaho had surgery on Friday to remove the water on the knee. I think that's what we called it last week. Anyway, Doc said it was going to take two months of healing. So he will be out in May. I think we already knew that. But he is expected to be back in July. And I certainly hope that that is also true. All right. Kisei's stable master was hospitalized on the 22nd. He said he was feeling sick and he went to the hospital and then they discovered there that he had abnormally high blood pressure. So just so you know, this is Ura's stable master from Kisei stable. So he's watching from a distance and monitoring Ura's uh, situation because he has pulled out for two days of the tournament. And so he is also sick. Anyway, he's not sick. He just has a injured leg. He said it was basically his foot. That's like hurting. The whole thing hurts and he doesn't want to overcompensate it and then have the same issue on the other foot. And it's just worth mentioning he's taken two days off. Also, sometimes the judges do get hurt. We'll, we'll probably talk about it on day eight, but uh, the sideline judge, Onoruto, he went to the sumo clinic to get his right eye checked out. This is where two wrestlers fell off the doyo and into him. And it was kind of remarkable because sideline judges aren't just like, I gotta go right now because I got injured. And this was halfway through the latter part part of Makauchi division. So this was like the last three or four bouts and they did a little swap out and he ended up being fine. He was judging the next day, but these guys get landed on a lot mm-hmm. and they have the possibility of getting injured. So I'm glad he went to go see the doc. I'm glad he's back out. That's all I've got. Let's jump into day four. So when last we left off, day four, I don't know how you watch sumo, but I don't pay that close attention to the scores, like how many wins for losses this early in a sumo tournament. Do you? Like at what oh, point yeah. do you start going, okay, what's the what's the numbers? Who's who's getting who's near Kachikoshi? No, I I think I just watch mainly for, oh, who's got the momentum? That's kind of what I've been watching for is like, oh, who is new on the scene? And if there's nobody new on the scene, I'm like, all right, who has showed up? I look for that. And then I look for like, oh, somebody has a little bit extra something, something this time. Yeah, I don't pay real close attention to the numbers until about a weekend. 
And then that's when I start going, okay, this who's who's in the lead now? How many wins per losses? But to put you in the right frame of mind, at day four, there was a three-way tie for the lead with 3-0 and going in. Terunofuji, Miyogidu, and Ichinojo were all at 3-0 and mm. on day four. A few fights that really stood out to me that I absolutely loved. One, Kotonawaka versus Tobizaru, mainly because this was a long fight. Tobizaru had a couple of days of really long fights in this basho. And this was, I think, the first of two days in a row of really long bouts. Let me see if I can explain this one. Tobizaru pushed straight in to Kotonawaka. Kotonawaka pushed and flailed with his arms to keep Tobizaru away. Tobizaru just kept pushing. Kotonawaka tried a slap down. And Tobizaru went inside chest to chest. Kotonawaka tried, he basically tried to flip him down. And Tobizaru recovered, separated, took some long deep breaths, went back in. The two ended up head to head. Tobizaru went inside again. Kotonawaka tried another throwdown, didn't work again. And both of them by this point were very, very tired looking. <laughs> Tobizaru finally got double inside grip and threw Kotonawaka down to the dirt. It doesn't sound that exciting when I, you know, like give it a play by play like that. But the fact that it was a long fight and Tobizaru was just gulping air by the end of it to get this win really made it stand out to me on day four. So Tobizaru won that, earned it by looking exhausted. Uh, and I'm going to skip to another fight later in day four, Takayasu versus Daesho. Wow, and I wanna, this was a great one. And I, yeah, I want to highlight this one also because, you know, a couple of the stories that are really popping up the, to the top in this Basho are these two guys, Daesho, like the winner of the last Basho. One of the storylines is what is happening to Daisho, and then Takayasu. What is happening to Takayasu? And people are getting more and more excited about Takayasu. So we got to see the two of them fight on day four, and Daisho went right in for his Notowa attack, which is the attack on your opponent's throat and chin. That Daisho is really—he's quite famous for that one. It's a pretty he's fierce, very successful at it. Yeah, and he went right in with that attack on Takayasu, drove. Takayasu back to the bales and somehow right at the edge, Takayasu circled away from those hands and suddenly Daesha was on the other side of the bales looking as shocked as we all were. Yeah. Like, what just happened it there? It was kind of like Takayasu did a little bunny hop around. It and was then Daesha was like, wait, wait, how did I end up? Out here. It yeah. was an amazing effort by Takayasu. Yeah. And, my boyfriend. And it was the beginning of both of those storylines that I think are still continuing at the day that we're recording this. Okay, Terunofuji versus Meisei. Terunofuji is another storyline that's popping to the top. He was, you know, already in first place here, and he's still doing very, very well. Uh, he took on Meisei. Good Lord, this was a fun, fun one to watch. Yeah, and Hiro Morita was the commentator, and he was beside himself. Well, because it was exciting. <laughs> it was exciting. It was really, really exciting to watch. Meisei went in really deep in the beginning, going for the belt. He Tear came at him like a cannonball. Yeah, yeah. He came in super, like, he was like, I'm here to win it. I am going in. Oh! Yeah. Yep. And he went in deep. 
double inside. Terana Fuji grabbed and squeezed his arms. Meisei kept pushing, kept pushing, drove Terana Fuji up and back and right at the edge. Just when you thought Terana Fuji was going to go out again, he spun around and he recovered. And Meisei went right back at it again, pushing, pushing Terana Fuji back. Terana Fuji did an arm lock throw and took the win. And Terana Fuji is just, it's scary to watch him going backwards mm-hmm. because of those knees. Yeah, you'd so, never see him fall straight backwards. because, And he's so big, it would frighten all of us. But well, I, that, I, that's why I get nervous. I get nervous for his knees because I'm like, oh, they're going to blow. Like The braces yeah. are going to blow. I don't know how much <laughs> he can handle that. And so Macy coming at him like that and immediately getting him on his heels was just like heart stoppage for me. But then when Terana Fuji flipped him around and was able to lock those arms in the way he can. He's a beast. And then he just took Maysay out. It was gorgeous and it was really, really exciting to watch. So that was on day four. Another one of the storylines that's really starting to pop up is uh, with the Ozekis. Mm-hmm. And it was already kind of happening in day four. Like, what's happening with the Ozekis? Like, mm, sometimes they look great and sometimes not so much. And I wonder how much of that is just, you know, the coronavirus, it's been so long and these guys have not been able to train as they normally train, like how they've trained their whole lives. And here they are a year later with these weird sort of schedules in which they they practice with only people in their own stable and they can't do, they just can't get the practice in that they need. That's my two cents. Leslie's two cents. Laurie doesn't have a two cents. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with these guys. Maybe they're young. Maybe they're not ready to be Ozeki yet. Maybe, you know, we're seeing kind of a hole. Like there's there's no Yokozuna. There isn't the sort of strong Ozeki presence that you would expect to sort of fill yeah. that hole right yeah. now. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not as strong as it has been historically. Yeah, I feel like know? when the when the Yokozunas are in... I felt like the Ozekis at that time, Takayasu, Tochinoshin, I felt Goedo, I felt like they were still like showing up and like looking like they're dominating. Yeah. But without the Yokozuna there, I don't know, maybe they're just maybe crumbling they're under the pressure of it all, yeah. of trying to be at the top and then Or maybe they're know, not ready. Maybe they maybe need not. someone above them right. that's to help them continue to get better. Right. I don't really know. It's been really fascinating to watch in this Basho, like which ones of them show up and really perform well and under what conditions they don't. Right. In day four, Takakesho looked really great against Takarafuji. Asanoyama looked solid against Onosho. Mm-hmm. Both of them won beautifully. And then Shodai versus Hokuto Fuji, something different happened. Yeah. And, and it was another bloody affair by Hokuto Fuji. I'm yeah. going to put together like a highlight reel of all of his bloody battles. <laughs> yeah, the man doesn't hold back. He doesn't. He's always covered in blood. I, I love it. I love him. He runs face first into everything. Yeah, he does. And and I really have to admire that. And that's what he did. He showed up and he was like, I am fighting Shodai with every cell in my body Mm -hmm. and it's going to bring blood to the floor. And Shodai just wasn't ready for it. You know, Shodai's not that sort of, or at least lately, I, I don't 
think I rarely see Shodai be super aggressive. And this was one instance yeah. where it was like, oh, Hokuto Fuji brought it and Shodai did not. Right. And he just wasn't ready. And he was defeated on day four. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes us to the end of day four. That's right. Day five. I just want to give a little highlight, a little shout out to Enho, who was crushing it down in Jurio. Day five, he is the leader. And a lot of people on the boards have been talking about watching Enho because we were watching Enho as of late just kind of struggle in Makauchi. And now he's back in Churio, which, yes, is the, is the lower rank, but he is finding his mojo. At least I think that's what's happening down there. It's just, you know, if you go back and you watch stuff, just go watch what Inho's doing in Churio. It's kind of fun. All right. Day five. Let's talk about Akiseyama versus Chiyoshoma. Now, Akiseyama has this tachi eye that if you watch, it's sort of like a nesty plunge. It's just kind of like a trust fall if you look at this match where he just kind of falls forward, it, at least that's what it looks like, hoping somebody will catch him. And believe it or not, Chiyoshoma catches him. And Chiyoshoma shows that Mongolian side of him with those swift leg trips. It doesn't work, but he knows Akiseyama is vulnerable to any sort of leg pick. The man will just topple. So when Chiyoshoma does it again, it actually works. It was a swift leg trip. And then he just pulls Akiseyama down to the ground with his Moashi. But it was nice. We don't talk much about Chiyoshoma, or we do talk about Akiseyama because we love him. But um, unfortunately, Akiseyama lost that day. Chiyono Kuni, well, we'll talk about him a little bit later because let's just say he's having a good show, I think. Yeah, I think he's an emerging storyline here. I do too. And he popped to the fore on day five, but probably not... Uh, well, I I know what he did for me. I don't know what he did for yeah. you. Yeah, I will say really not much about this match. I mean, I other than he beat Rudin, who was, by the way, having a terrible start to this tournament. It didn't look anything other than like a hard push to Rudin's chest. And that's kind of what brought the win for Chiono Kuni, but also <laughs> brought a dislocation to his thumb. And it was so awkward and just painful to watch, but he just simply finished the match. He just took a step towards the center of the doyo, grabbed onto his thumb. It looked like the thumb joint. And then he just made this horrible, incredible Hulk, like grimacing type face. You know, when Bruce, is it Bruce Banner? Yeah. He turns into Hulk Hogan. Not Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's kind of similar to Hulk Hogan and and the Incredible Hulk. They're similar types. Yeah. You you get what I'm saying. Wrestler-ish. Yeah. He just, through the pain, just completely was like, oh, this is the point where I just yank my thumb back into its socket. I thought and it was impressive, actually. It was very impressive. That's yeah, impressive by the fact that it seemed like a. I've done this a million times before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the amount of being oh, like just him being that okay with that amount of pain in that moment, and then he was like, "I'm fine. I'll accept the win, and I'll just I'll be fine." Yeah, I'll keep doing sumo. <laughs> I know. I might have broken my thumb, but I will keep going. For me, I would have been like, "Oh my god." I need an emergency. Get an ambulance. EMT, something. I thought it was very Terminator-like. Pop that thumb back in. It was first-rate valor. Is that the right word? Sure. I like it. I'll take it. Midori Fuji versus Tobizaru. Now, I like this just because they're both teens. They're both teeny, and they're both so feisty. Similarly built. I just... 
I don't know. But anyway, there was no tachiyai here. It was just kind of like a light push up top, trying to kind of figure out how to get on the inside of each other's belt from both wrestlers. And it ended up being a stall out. And this match looked, though, once it got going again, kind of like two teenagers trying to learn how to partner dance and not exactly knowing where to put their hands safely. And it was like Toby Zara was like, not there. Don't put your hands there, please. And then Midori Fuji was like, okay, I'll put my hands here. Anyway, it was just a constant stall out of a match. And then and hands of hands. And there was an attempt at a push down by Midori Fuji, but that didn't work. So finally, a swing around by Toby Zori got Midori Fuji. It, it got his belt and he got him to the edge. It was a thrust to the neck that finished off Midori Fuji. It was just a long bout. And we'll talk about it the next day, but it just kind of starts this sort of thing I, ne- I never really noticed before. It's like you do realize the like the more you watch just how exhausted the bigger wrestlers get versus guys like like Toby Zaru or Midori Fuji, they can just go longer. And it was interesting to see just how long a bout could go with two guys that can hang on for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. I was looking forward to this one big time. Yeah, and, why? And I was not just, disappointed just for the same reasons, just because they're small, they're both fast. You knew it was going to be like good, exciting. Yeah, it's going to be different. They always bring some spark. They, yeah. They're always full of surprises. Yeah. And, and it's quick. And it was that second day of really long matches for Toby Zaro. And I just like watching him wrestle for long periods of time. Yeah. <laughs> we get more bang for our buck. Yeah. I'm going to skip forward to Daisho versus Mitakiyumi. So... I know you love Mitakiyumi, but poor Mitakiyumi just got dominated by Daisho. And I love that this was actually his first win, yeah, and it was, was to Mitakiyumi. And I he just had this big tachiai and advance, and his body was up against Mitakiyumi, and it was just like kryptonite. Mitakiyumi had no answer for it. And back on that, who's got the energy going in their directions and, and who doesn't? It always fascinates me to see, I think this happened to Takakesha too, like after you, you win a Yusho or you have a big promotion, you come back to the next tournament, and I don't know if it's schedule, but they all seem like they get crushed the tournament after they're back after a big promotion or a big win. And I, and let, well, right. And he's just so darn experienced at it because he's had 44 of them <laughs> at this point. I would like to go back and see what his record was after his very first U show. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. We'll have to look it up. But I also, I go back to that changing of the guard thing too. Yeah. When there's not someone that's has risen to the top and has stayed there and dominating everyone else. It gives everybody else an opportunity to rise up and then fall down, rise, and somebody else rises up and falls down. It's like a whole different atmosphere yeah. that than what sumo wrestling was three years ago. Right. You know, feels totally different at right. the top. Well, it just brings to, to mind just how incredible Hakaho is yeah. to be in that top position, to hold it for so long, and to win for so long. Like, but all not the even, guys are like, I have got to beat Hakaho. And but he not even get, him. I mean, right. Kasinasato being up there as well. Right. Like, there were Kakuru being up there. Like, right. There were just more people at that rung. It's not one person. Yeah. There were just th- at least three solid contenders. And we're, you know, looking at a time when we're not going to have anybody at the top soon. And that, oh, I'm just getting <laughs> no. depressed. Are we going to stop watching Zubo? Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> it just, it feels so different. It does. It's just a different sport when it's like this. Yeah. In flux. In flux. Yeah. Sumo and flux. Let's talk about Terena Fuji versus Ono Show. Yeah, because this was really cool after the day before. Okay, so. That makes sense. 
considering the day before, this was cool to watch. Maybe that's the way to say it. Yeah. I still understand you, but okay, I good. speak sister. Yeah. So the rest of you may not speak sister. All right. So at the top, it just should it should be noted, Tenonofuji, he didn't have his hands down on, on the ground before the Tachiai. And I felt like it was almost a full finish off of Onosho before the Gyoji was like, no, 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 no. You have to start over. You did not have your hands down. And uh, it just must have like rattled Tenonofuji. It just messes with the energy. And I think that that's why the spout went the way it did. So anyway, they start over. And I felt at this time, Onosho, uh, when they went back into it, he gets this deep inside grip. And he is all over Tedanofuji like a leech and using his entire body as a heavyweight to push Tedanofuji backwards. Tedanofuji is, he's up too high. He stumbles around, he's going backwards and he's trying to pivot, but he's just too high up. So he just sort of is there defenseless, which is weird to see. He doesn't always look like that. He does have, you know, this incredible back strength and he tries to use it and pull a couple of throws on Onosho. But when a lower positioned Onosho is using his entire body inside and charging at Tedanofuji. Tedanofuji is then backed up. He's at the edge. He can't do anything. He's toast and he knows it. And so he steps out of bounds knowing he can't get out of that one. And he tried to resist a few times on Onosho, but it just didn't work. So that was a the very first loss for Tedanofuji. Chris Sumo on YouTube yeah. did a really great breakdown of this fight. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out that uh, Onosho probably watched the tapes from the Terunofuji Meisei bout from the day before mm-hmm. because he did the exact same technique that Meisei did. Interesting. But this time, Terunofuji couldn't counter because Onosho is a little bit bigger, a little bit wider right. than Meisei. Like Meisei was skinnier. His arms are smaller, so Terunofuji could kind of clamp on. But Onosho is not. He's built differently. Right. So the same way of fighting back didn't work for Onosho. And I just thought that was, it was a really cool breakdown. So if you haven't watched that on YouTube, I highly suggest it. Will do. Also on day five, Shodai lost again. This time to Wakataka Kage, who's well, another yeah. emerging storyline yes. of this Basho, because Wakataka Kage, that was his second win over an Ozeki on day five. So he was already looking super, super strong. Wakataka Kage is a much smaller man than Shodai. Yeah, it was powerful sumo from Wakataka Kage. So at the end of day five, Miyokiju was in the lead back then. I know. I I loved that idea. I yeah. love Miyokiju. I've always loved Miyokiju. Well, I've always got, loved Miyokiju, but... He's got the best swagger on the planet. He does. Uh, so it was great to see him in the lead back then. And then there were seven guys following with a 4-1 record. Not that we were paying that much attention no. way back then, no. but it's just nice to remember Miyokiju in the lead, isn't it? I felt like he had more mojo, too. I felt like he was oh, yeah. sensing, like, hey, I'm in the lead. He had, he had a little bit more spring in his step. Absolutely. This is about when I started calling Akiseyama Akiselava. Oh, Akise-lava. I like that. Because I think he moves like lava. And he just does some wonderful moves. And uh, day six, Akiseyama versus Kaisei. Another one of those bouts, I just love watching big men do sumo. There was a, gosh, big hug in the beginning. I know. I wanted like. to be in the middle of it. I know. I mean, like a sumo I know sandwich? Get, yeah, we'd get crushed. Yeah, you probably wouldn't nice, be able to breathe. If you could be between two big guys, I think I'd want to be Chiyomaru and Akisama. Wouldn't that be a great hug? Oh, that would be. 
And you'd get their their bellies are kind of in different places. Yeah. So you'd get like a mid <laughs> belly hug and you get a, low a concave belly. convex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> full body <laughs> hug. But see, then I'd want somebody like Shodai, somebody real big on the top. So then you'd mm. get a trio sumo hug. <laughs> that would be fabulous. <laughs> Oh, if we can make that happen. Anyway, so these incredibly large, wonderful, and nice-looking men. And just nice people. Yeah, they just seem very nice. <laughs> we have this thing about nice sumo wrestlers, don't we? I don't like a mean sumo wrestler. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, a sumo wrestler kicking somebody in the shins just puts them on our shit list. That's right. <laughs> we only nice, like nice ones. We will cheer for you if you're nice. <laughs> But what I really doubly liked about this this bout in particular, Akise Lava did this wonderful belly bounce to lift Kaisei up, and then he ducked right out the back of what looked like, <laughs> again, I it only just looks like square dancing to me. He just like ducked right out of the back. When Kaisei attempted this headlock maneuver on him, he just stepped right out the back, got behind Kaisei, and ushered him right out the ring. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Kisiyama with a win over Kaisei on day six. Chiyo no Kuni, his broken finger did not slow him down on day six when he won against Kageyaki. Just wanted to mention that. Takeyasu versus Mitakeyumi, Komasubi showdown. Mm-hmm. To another like battle of two big, strong men, Takeyasu did this big, strong, ass-over-tits throw of Mitakeyumi that was so cool. Yeah. There was a strong tachi eye. Takeyasu got his right hand outside on the belt. He just spun and dropped and flipped Mitakeumi, this beautiful pulling one arm throw. Yeah, it looked like he took the garbage out and he like he threw the bag out and he escorted him out of the ring, which is so surprising because Mitakeumi is it's a incredible. Big he looked like a complete pro. Yes. Yes, I completely agree. So the Takayasu sun is rising. Daesho's sun was setting. He oh. lost yeah. on day six to Takarafuji. So Daesho his record at this point was one and five. So at this point, everybody was thinking, what happened? Yeah, and Takara Fuji also looked great last Basho, and this Basho yeah, is he's, also suffering. Well, he's, he's got one that M1 position. He's got that hard Magashira 1 he position. Really but uh, my goodness, what a change. Takara Fuji stayed really calm and weathered the storm of Daesho. Daesho tried his Norua attack, and Takara Fuji just kept flipping his arms off up into the air. Both ended up face down on the clay in this but Daesho hit the deck a little bit earlier. It was a close finish, but that's what was happening on day six to Daesho. Okay, my favorite bout of the day on day six. Fuji versus Kiribayama. And my note just says, Damn! Fuji. Here's why. They were both jostling for the belt in the beginning. Fuji got his left hand inside, and uh, then it went outside, and then he got his other hand on the belt, and then he took a deep breath, he lifted all 300 pounds of Kiribayama, 
who was completely lifted up off the ground. It was like a training exercise. It It looked so easy. Yep. And then he just plopped him right outside the (laughs) ring. They all look so lost when they get lifted like this. And Kiribayama had that look on his face where he was just like, what? I I feel like they Uh. get demoralized. When they get lifted I, up by I a much larger it. wrestler. It is fun to watch, but you I know love, it like it hurts their ego. I could watch Fuji lift heavy objects all day long. I really could. Tara, Maybe there should just be a YouTube channel I was just that's gonna dedicated say, to... Yes, Fuji. when you retire someday, or like somebody start a YouTube channel it's just, of sumo wrestlers yeah. lifting heavy objects. I would watch it all day. It's so awesome but it's even better when it's other people like lift yeah. up this person yeah or this bench of people this bench of- <laughs> could you lift up this car it's like full a game of people show. why not have a show that's just called sumo wrestlers lifting things yes i would watch it w- wouldn't you i would oh my god yes i would love it okay uh continuing asanoyama made very quick work of Wakataka Kage. It was their first time meeting. And I know we're not saying that much about Asanayama. And the fact is, when he wins, it looks boring because it's just so solid right. and good. I mean, it's 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 good solid sumo when he wins. Yeah. He, he makes it look easy. It, it doesn't have the sort of like flair. We love flair. Yeah, absolutely. We are American through and through. We love flair. We do. <laughs> So I just wanted to point out that Asanayama is doing very well by day six. Not all the time, but at day six, he did really well against Wakataka Kage, whose star is rising a bit in this basho. Takakesho cannonballed Shimanaumi on day six with a huge head bonk that gave me a headache when I watched it. Shodai versus Meisei was another thing altogether, though. Oh. Shodai was slow to rise at the Tachiai. Meisei was here to win again. And he almost knocked Shodai out just at the Tachiai. Shodai was not prepared for this. And he was never on the offense throughout this entire fight, actually. Mm-hmm. There was a whole bunch of arm jostling, a whole bunch of slaps. Meisei slipped an arm inside and spun to make Shodai step right out. So Shodai, on day six, went to two and four. Yeah. Which is incredible for an Ozeki. And (laughs) Meisei went to three and three at day six. So this is why I was saying earlier that Ozeki storyline, you know, is is really people were talking about it a lot. The fact that there's hasn't been a day when all three Ozeki have won, like someone has always lost and it feels odd. It does feel odd. So at the end of day six. There were six guys tied at five and one. This this whole day, day seven, seemed a lot about staying power for me. Guys that were willing to take slaps to the head to stay in their sumo matches and wait for just the right time to start right. pushing. Mm-hmm. They're patient. Mm-hmm. All right. Miyoguru versus Wakataka Kage. Miyoguru, with this energy I'm seeing, this basho, he comes out hard at the Tachiai. Wakataka Kage steps to the side, trying to get around to the backside of Miyoguru, but Miyoguru stays square on after he recovers and throws some pushes at Wakataka Kage. They circle around in a mutual kind of slap town fest. Wakataka Kage thrusts big, and then he gets in low and close, very, very close. Miyoguru goes for this over-the-top grip, but 
Wakataka Kage stays low and charges back at Miyoguru, and he has his head in Miyoguru's chest, and they separate for a second. Miyoguru attempts a slapdown. It doesn't work. Wakataka Kage pivots around and charges back on Miyoguru. They do this little changing of hand positions and swinging around, and now they are both at the edge dangerously. Wakataka Kage dances on the Tawada as he does a nice little armbar throw on Miyoguru who hits the dirt. Just a great match. Two people who really, really fought it out. Wakataka Kage came out on top this time, but it was a great match between two incredible wrestlers. And I just want to say, this was only day seven, and already we're getting these really wonderful matches that feel like they should be taking place in the final days, don't they? Yep. Like, that was one for me that I thought... Gosh, this feels like this should be like day 12 or 13. Yep. Takakesho versus Meisei. Big tachi for both. Meisei drives Takakesho back first with huge thrusts. Almost kind of looking like Takakesho's own like playbook in these big blasts. But Takakesho musters at the edge, drives back on Meisei with his epic thrust to mid-ring when Meisei rallies again and advances back on Takakesho to the ring's edge and keeps Takakesho square in front of him, eventually pushing him out from the front. Um, Kiribayama versus Asanoyama. Okay, so this sort of half hanka from Kiribayama somewhat works as he bounces around to the backside of Asanoyama after the Tachiai. He gets this backside belt grip on Asanoyama. He pushes from the rear of Asanoyama to the edge and Osama tries to kind of like wedge his leg out and stop the motion, but it doesn't work and he just plain gets pushed out from the rear. Yeah, I was going to say kind of worked. It totally worked. <laughs> totally worked that first move from Kiribayama. <laughs> Yeah. And then somehow a very sloppy Shodai up top somehow wins this in the end, this bout with Shimano Umi. He remembers how to sumo halfway through and pulls a beautiful Uwatanage <laughs> throw. And Shimano Umi does a good job of staying low and close throughout, but Shodai eventually just gets this outside deep grip after Shimano Umi deflects all of Shodai's grip advances and tr- he really tries a million different ways to get a different grip. And um, this deep left grip on Shimano Umi's belt leads to a beautiful wind-up swing and throw, almost like a, like a shot put <laughs> winds up and throws. That's kind of what it looked like in my mind. So it's just like it just like watching Shodai it just seems like he needs to wake up. And then at the at the beginning of all these bouts, Man, and he tough. does. You I are know tough on it's Shodai. because I love Shodai, and I'm tough not. Love. It is. <laughs> I know. Would I be that kind of parent? I think you would be. I don't know. I thought Shodai looked great and aggressive in this bout. It was kind of like he, he did, he, but he it like, started oh, halfway is, through. In my this opinion, this is how it's going. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe that's just what it is. He's I, mean, doing. I think he just he got analyzes. tired of himself, and he was like, "Okay, I'm I'm coming out. I'm gonna get it." But I think that that's <laughs> okay. Sorry, I think I think that that's that's got to be there from the beginning. So I think maybe what I want is just a little bit more aggressiveness from him from up top. But then again, I'm not his coach. <laughs> so Shodai is a champion, and he can do whatever he wants, and he can say, "Screw you, American woman who thinks you can tell me how to wrestle." I'm doing okay. I'm I'm sure he's listening to every word that you're saying. Do you think he yeah. like rides home on the train or yeah. he walks home what, and he's like, what? "I best put on." What does Leslie think I should do? (laughs) Leslie's giving me tough love. Okay, she thinks I'm not trying hard enough. I better show up. I love you, Shodai, if you're listening. 
Just know that I need you to believe in yourself more. And from I, the beginning. I am shocked that you skipped over one on day seven, the marathon battle of the ages. Oh, Takarafuji versus Takayasu? Yes! This I, yes. one was so amazing. How could you skip over this one? Because we only have so many so many minutes of but the this, day. But this one was th- this one was three minutes long. It was this, amazing. This sumo battle was <clears throat> so long. But these oh. two pros, it was a lot of it was a very long bout. What was interesting to me about this is the makikai, the, so many switching of the grips mm-hmm. between the two. They both just kept trying to outgrip the other. And it doesn't seem easy for either of them because they're both so good. And after what seemed like a million hours of watching this and then them stalling out, finally Takayasu dislodges Takara Fuji's grip, gets a stronger left-hand shallow grip on Takara Fuji and throws him down with an overarm pulling throw. Um, Uwata Dashinage. It was memorable. It was definitely memorable. Because, yeah. of course, he's my boyfriend, Takayasu. But, uh, yeah, there's well, so Takura- much great sumo going on. I know. Takara Fuji, it's not like he was doing bad sumo. He's been doing great sumo. He just hasn't been coming out on top. Right. This was another one of those matches where I thought, oh, both of them they are doing They both such- deserve to win. Yeah. They're both doing such good sumo. I really <laughs> I want Takara Fuji to get to have more than one win. At I this would have point, given him a participation. Oh, participation? Participation? An honorable mention? No, I did we ever get... Honor- Maybe it was honorable mention. Yeah, I got honorable mention. Yeah, I think he deserved an honorable mention. The purple honorable mention ribbon. Yeah. I'm quite familiar with that one. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know about my athletic Isn't background. that what they said about our generation? No, it's the generation younger than us. Everybody got a first prize. Our generation, we actually didn't get that. They're no, like, we got you honorable lost. mentions. Oh, Here's your purple. Here's your purple <laughs> ribbon. This is because you showed up. Here you go. It's not... A place. It's not, you know, first, second, or third, but it's honorable mention. Good for you. That's what we got anyway. Hi, yi Okay. Day eight. The score at the end of day seven. And this is really where I started. I started really looking at scores. Okay. At the end of day seven, three guys were tied for the lead. Terunofuji, Takayasu, and Chiono Kune. Chiono Kune. To note... There's no Ozeki in there. Oh. No Ozeki in the lead. Two former Ozekis, but... Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. I, I think so. It's like, yeah. okay. Now, guys. I know you're going to talk about other things, but if you want to talk about Takayasu, this day is the day you want to talk about Takayasu. <laughs> yeah, that was like the biggest battle of the entire day on day eight. Okay, but I do have to mention Akisa Lava again because... Because they, we love him. And they interviewed him. Okay, he lost on day eight to Dayamami. But the best part was they interviewed him and he had a big smile on his face and he said, well, I'm just going to continue with my daily routine. I'm going to eat well, sleep well, relax, wash my hands and gargle. It works. (laughs) How can you not love that guy? I love him. I just love him. (laughs) And I thought, oh, I might be missing the gargling on a daily basis. I did not realize that was part of a daily routine. Uh, I just want to give major props out to Teretsuyoshi. He's another one of those like smaller guys that is just turning out great wins. Yep. In this tournament. Yep. And he met Tobizaru on day eight. I like this matchup too. Yeah. It was a beautiful chest to chest battle with smaller dudes. Right. Which which it was I, like big man sumo and little guys bodies. bodies. Yeah, that's 
totally what it was. And eventually, you know, they were jostling for the bell. And Toby Zaro couldn't reach. There was a long stalemate. And and when do you get to see Terzioshi in a long stalemate? Never. Never. Chest to chest. <laughs> so I thought, this is cool. He can do this kind of sumo too. Eventually, what happened after this long stalemate is that Terzioshi just put both hands around Tobizaru's head and shoulder and just hurled Tobizaru over his shoulder. Yeah. Like strongman sumo. Yep. From this tiny little package. It was completely unexpected. I have no idea what the kimarite was. He, it was like this flip over the shoulder. It was and an oshidashi. So he pushed him out after the flip over the shoulder. So it got the oshidashi. But it was it was very cool to watch. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention on day eight, Hokuto Fuji versus Shimana Umi. I want to mention for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it was an accidental non-technique for the win. So what happened is Hokuto Fuji pushed Shimana Umi out, but... On the way out, he accidentally stepped out of the ring before Shimana Umi went out. So it was called a forward step out. And Isamiyashi, I believe is what it's called. And it was really unusual. That's not one that you see very often. It's an accidental step out. Right. Yeah. And it makes sense because Hokuto Fuji is like really into a sumo. Right. And you know what? It's just a good reminder that nobody's perfect. Hokuto Fuji just made a boo-boo. A little slippy otoshi, as they like to call it. One of the best bouts of day eight didn't happen in the top division. It was the fight that we've all been waiting for in Jurio, which was Inho versus Ura. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to tell you who won. You need to go watch it. Because it's amazing. So if you don't know who these guys are, Inho, smaller guy, used to be in the top division, smoking everybody right now in Jurio. Ura, very, very athletic sumo wrestler and does very unusual moves. They call him the tactician because he does all these flippy floppy moves over his back that nobody else does. And they're both little guys. And it was a photo finish. Uh, It was really hard to tell who had won. Well, and they were highly complimentary of each other after the fight. As you can tell, you know, we still like to watch Enho. The biggest battle of day eight, Terunofuji versus Takayasu, both tied for the lead. On day eight, both ex-Ozeki. So it was the ex-Ozeki battle of the ages. And it was beautiful, as you would expect. Takayasu ran in, he deflected Terunofuji's punches, and he essentially became glue, or let's call it Velcro. Yeah. He became Velcro mm-hmm. to Terunofuji. He got in super deep, got a right hand on the belt, pushed Terunofuji up, and on the defense, and Terunofuji tried a variety of things. He tried to flip Takayasu off, but it, it didn't work. <laughs> and yeah, Takayasu... Wait, One. nobody actually flipped anybody off. No, nobody flipped anybody <laughs> off or out. It, basically, the win took Takayasu to sole first place. Right. It was beautiful. It was definitely the fight of the day. It's worth watching. I think Takayasu you know just does well against Terunofuji. Well, like if you look it's at a their different history, body. Yeah. Different body shape. Like Terunofuji seems to have a harder time with those rounder 
rounder bodies. And he's tall too. Yeah, tall, skinny versus a little bit shorter and yep. rounder. Yep. But Takayasu, I was looking at their history and and it greatly favors Takayasu, which I didn't realize. It was like eight to one or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. He oh, he often, so he just has his number. I love that. Often beats Terana Fuji. Well, you know, I thought Raja Pradnan, he was the announcer that day and he did, a, he said something that was really interesting and just reminded me that like when they go for the the hand grip switch the makikai that is like the most vulnerable moment yeah and that's exactly what happened is that Ted and Fuji went for the hand grip switch and that's the moment like the flex you have to have in your instincts to just immediately know that's when you attack because that's your most vulnerable moment is exactly what Takayasu did he advanced in that moment and yeah. that is the pro. That is the patience. That is him being an Ozeki for a really long time and, and waiting for that moment, even with an incredibly difficult challenger. Well, and it makes sense because if you're going to flip your hands, you're probably going to pull back mm-hmm. just slightly to get your hand high enough to slip in. Yep. And if you're not super fast with that and know exactly where you're going, like the Yokozuna do, like that is the moment for the other person to go on the attack. Right. I, what right. I loved about it is it looked like two Ozeki fighting right and I thought they're showing up they're showing up this Basho I think a little bit better than Ozeki are I hate to say that but in that fight certainly that's the way it seemed to me yeah I totally agree okay and I think yeah Leslie's heart probably fluttered after that fight I was so excited Uh, I do have to mention Shodai did beat Kiribayama got a bloody nose for trying to manhandle Kiribayama Takakesho with huge punches from the little cannonball that he is. Top Taka form. Yep. Took out Miyogidu. Imagine, if you will, this fight, though. Imagine, imagine Daesho running, screaming and running at your chest, grabbing your throat and running you backwards off a platform onto your back on the floor. That's and then you, you end up like blinking and looking around in shock. <laughs> How did that, I get here? That was Asanayama <laughs> against Daesho. It was like Daesho was a bullet. He <laughs> came was, that hard and that fast. It was crazy. Asanayama was surprised. I, uh, yeah. Like, did I even? Did we even start did the match? <laughs> did it? Did did I sumo? Daesho's, what happened? Where am Daesho's I? Daesho's quote was. I hit him good and proper. <laughs> I thought, wow, if that is good and proper, I don't want to be good and propered by you. Looks <laughs> no. so terrifying. But he was back in the Daesho form that we saw last yes. Basho. I thought the same thing. I was <laughs> like, there he is. There he is. We've been missing him. Yeah, but it looked terrifying. Okay, that was day eight. So right. at the end of day eight, I should just say, at the end of day eight, Takayasu was the sole leader. Yeah. 7-1. Quickly followed, though. By Terano Fuji and Chiono Kuni. Chiono Kuni, you still up there with 6-2, and it's day nine. Yes, let's talk about day nine. I want to talk real quick. You guys just need to watch it. Inho versus Aqua. He pulls a Tsuriyotoshi, which is a lifting body slam. Another incredible Hulk move. I don't know if they ever talk about Incredible Hulk a lot in Japan, but... Um, I imagine... I don't just, remember the Hulk doing any moves like that. I just remember him just like tearing, tearing off his clothes. Apart. He always tore off his clothes and a like, lot, right? But, well, he, And I yeah, kept thinking, what a waste of clothes. Every time he goes from Bruce Banner to Incredible Hulk, like, 
you don't get those clothes back. No, you got to go to Walmart and get yourself some new ones. I guess. You have to have very disposable clothes. Yeah. And a lot of disposable income to put towards clothes that rip all you the time. Every time you get angry. Yeah, you can't wear your nicest clothes when you know you're going to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Just wear your sweats. Well, little Inho was the incredible Hulk in this match. And it was really beautiful to see. He just lifted up a much bigger and much heavier aqua with his mawashi. That that part, though, that, um, of the mawashi that goes up your butt, not T-bar. the top. It does. It's not the belts. It's the the. He grabbed tea. the crack. He grabbed the, he grabbed the crack. He grabbed, crack. Uh, and I was a little worried. I was like. Crack flap? Is that what you would call that? <laughs> the crack flap. The He grabbed the between his handle? mud flaps. No. Um, the mud handle flaps? No. <laughs> the meh. That is not the place I would want to grab on no, a washing. Also, I would be like, don't wash these. Well, right, and just also leaves you vulnerable for like prime Anything. exposure of yeah. butt. But I did not grab see butt. whatever you can. I well, yeah. I mean, that's the sumo by. way. Yeah. You just yeah. I mean, aren't they all in the back, all naked, uh, hanging around well, anyway? And they're pushing each other all over. They're the place. used you know, to each like, other's butt hey, cracks. Yeah, I feel anyway, your ass cheeks. I am all the not time. used to Aqua's butt crack. But I did not see it. Anyway, it was dirty 1980s WrestleMania. It was really fun to watch. Just go back and watch a little Jurio. Watch Inho, who's crushing it. He's gotten his mojo back, and I like to see that. Anyway, I shall tell you about day nine. Takiyasu versus Ono Show. Takiyasu does an incredible job, post Tachiai, of lifting up on the left side of Onosho. And it works because Onosho is kind of off balance now and he can't execute any sort of advance back on Takiyasu and he's retreating backwards. Onosho tries to muster this fierce Sapati attack that you would expect, but he's moving backwards with Takiyasu advancing forward. But at the edge, Onosho is on the ropes and Takiyasu steps back and Onosho then falls forward with Takiyasu stepping back and then Takiyasu steps to the side and around and then finishes him off with a slap to the back. Onosho kind of did himself in with too much forward lean. Takiyasu gets his kachikoshi and he is in the lead. And looking we, good. We entered the bingo game with our first X. That's right. we do have Takiyasu on our card. Yeah. This, this matchup... Like one of my favorite, th- these last two matches are my two favorite matchups. These two, two, two duos going up against each other. First, Shodai versus Daesho. Daesho does what he always does, and it works. It just works. Shodai tried to shimmy around the doyo to retreat. It's just too quick when he follows Shodai. And Shodai is just going to have to get more aggressive in trying to figure out how to retreat away from Daesho, I guess, or I don't know. Doesn't Shodai know what's coming with Daesho? You think maybe he's like, maybe this time he'll be wearing a beret. <laughs> maybe. And he'll just be really calm and just stand up and go, hey. Yeah. Like, maybe this time Daesho's going to be different. But we're like, no, this is what Daesho does. So figure out how to beat it. Uh, did you hear that, Shodai? That's what you need to Shodai. do. Shodai. But after that match, both of them were now at four and five. All right. Which are so really the, weird scores well, to see. Well, yeah, and they're pretty low. All right, let's talk about Ozeki Takakesho versus Komusumi Mitakeyumi. Takakesho and Mitakeyumi do their normal deal. Takakesho just seems to have the advantage today, and um, 
and advances Mitakiyumi backwards and out. But it's this final incredible push from Takakesho in his, you know, his like his sequence of thrusts that he just kind of gets in that pattern with. Daesho kind of absorbs it in the same way. You mean his style of sumo? Yes, his, his style of sumo. of sumo. When Takakesho does this explosive, explosive final thrust that sends enormous Mitakiyumi just <laughs> back. Like yep. back four or five feet. The power that's behind that mm-hmm. blows my mind. Mm-hmm. But he really finished Mitakiyumi like a, finished him off like so quickly with just one of those. Yeah. Don't you know that a similar shove on us would like break our entire rib cage? Oh, I, I don't think we would survive it. Yeah. Boom. I'd, somebody would break a rib. Yeah. It's incredible. Daesho's right. style of sumo. But we have to also mention Chiyono Kuni. Who uh, basically stepped aside at the Tachiai and let Tamawashi run right past him and out and took him down with a slap down, even with a broken thumb, slapped Tamawashi down. But uh, that means that at the end of day nine, it's still Takayasu in the lead, Terunofuji and Chionokuni following right behind. That's right. So day 10. Okay, so going into day 10, Takayasu. Is in the lead. Mm-hmm. 8-1. The only one with a Kachikoshi at this point. Terunofuji and Chionokuni trailing right behind, each with a 7-2 record. Okay, big news on day 10. Endo went out. Yes. Uh, with an injury. He strained his calf again, so that means that uh, Meisei got a free win from Endo being out. So I'm going to skip all the way to Tochin Ocean versus Akiseyama. Because the two of them looked absolutely schnackered after this fight (laughs) for really good reason. There was a huge blast at the top. They both went chest to chest. And these are two very large men. Tochinoshin got Akiseyama to the edge with one hand on the belt. And Akiseyama grabbed Tochinoshin's belt Awkwardly, I might add. But he wouldn't go down. Would That's not, what I love. Yeah, would not go down. Tochinoshin kept working Akiseyama to the bales again and again, and Akiseyama kept swiveling at the edge and took both of them down to the dirt. But by the end, when they were both laying in there on their bellies, they just both looked like they had run a mile. Yeah. Had high speed. <laughs> so it was tough going. Uh, it took Akiseyama to 5-5 five five and Tochinoshin to 3-7. Not the best for Tochinoshin. But I loved that win. It felt so good to watch it, Akiseyama beat Tochinoshin. Didn't it? It did. It really did. I just we love him. I, yeah, what's not to love about Akisayama? We say it again and again, but uh, I love the man's smile. I love his attitude. And I loved his shtatanake. <laughs> it was great. Okay, Chiyono Kuni versus Okino Umi. This was strange sumo. Remember, Chiyono Kuni is tied in second place right now with Terunofuji on day 10. So he goes in to fight Okino Umi and he... Chionokuni rushes in with this huge push and thrust that only sends himself backwards. And strangely, Okinoumi just kind of stands up. He doesn't look aggressive at all. He looks kind of slow. Okinoumi tries to grab Chionokuni's arms. Anyway, Chionokuni was flailing his arms all around, kind of missing with his pushes, and he ended up flat on his back on the other side of the ring. There just was no 
There was no strength in his push. I don't know what happened today. I don't know if he got in his head or if that thumb just finally started to hurt him today. And he was like, now I feel it. I can't land these pushes. I don't know what it was. So that made Chiona Kuni fall to 7-3. Okinoumi got a win for 3-7. And on a side note, I learned today that Murray, when Murray watches sumo, he only watches the upper body. And he doesn't watch the lower body. So hmm. I only watch the lower body and I miss the upper body. So we need to watch together. And then we'd have like full <laughs> on sumo watching happening. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I didn't think that was odd because uh, I was like, oh, it's completely opposite. It of makes what sense. I do. There was more great sumo all around. But let me take you to the big matches on day 10. Terana Fuji, Sekiwaki versus Shimano Umi, Magashira 3. This matches highlight of the day. Terana Fuji wrapped up Shimano Umi and pushed him to the edge. Shimano Umi somehow stayed buried in Terana Fuji's chest. And uh, Terana Fuji just kept pushing him to the edge again and again. And Shimano Umi would just stick there, would stay in. He would shift to the side. Terana Fuji tried everything. He tried slapping. He tried pushing. He tried grabbing. And Shimano Umi must have just been like water. He just kept moving one way, shifting the other way. At the, I honestly thought Terana Fuji had him beat again and yeah. again. And every, That's what it looked like. Every but... single time, <laughs> Shimano Umi would just squeeze out of there. And eventually, shocker of all shockers, Shimano Umi threw Terana Fuji to the dirt. And Terana Fuji did not look pleased with himself at all no. at the end of this. And there was like an audible audience gasp. Oh, yeah, because nobody expected it. It was the surprise win of the day. And so uh, Terana Fuji did not get his Kachikoshi. He's at 7-3 That was a now. big loss for him. Yeah, Shimano Umi went to 3-7. Never count that out the big. little guy. I know. Never count out the little guy. So that was one big fight of the day, but th it's not the only big fight of the day. First of all, let me give you some quick ones. Whatever Hokuto Fuji's plan was at the Tachiai against Daesho did not work. Daesho won solidly. Asanoyama took care of Takanosho quickly. Moving Asanoyama to 7-3. 7-3 is becoming the score that a lot of people have, okay? Shodai looked quick and solid against Miyogi-do. He's not at 7-3, but you should just know where the Osekis are right. because of this fight that yes. I'm going to tell you about now. Takayasu versus Takakeisho. The Takas. The Taka battle of the ages. Okay, Takayasu weathered some of the biggest slaps and pushes and just like round the world slaps to the side of the head from Takakesho. And it, it was like, okay, when I watched this fight, it was kind of like, you know how I've got a very active dog. Yes. And I have to run her. I have to take her out and walk her for miles <laughs> and miles before she calms down. Yes. Right? Yes. That is what I was reminded of watching this fight because Takayasu just kept Takakesho pushing and shoving and slapping until he had no gas. Well, they both the had tank. no gas. No, but Takakesho was like, I don't know how he was getting air into that little bitty body of his. <laughs> so 
Takakeju just weathered this crazy yeah, push but like, storm. Takayasu until... decided to just like hold on to him. He's like, hey, hey, we're going into the stall out. It just, I need this. You need this. Just like, <laughs> let's let's just calm down. So they ended up head to head, forehead to forehead. For a long, 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 long time. Yeah, like two minutes later. Like so something that nuts. so that someone could catch their breath, or so that Takayasu's brain was like, just wait, buddy, just wait. He's not catching his breath. Just wait for him to make the first move. Just be patient. You can get him. You can get him. And eventually what happened is Takakesho went for a leg sweep that didn't work. He just ended up looking like a bully on the doyo. And Takayasu grabbed Takakesho's belt and took him down with an Watanage. And that, that took him to 9-1. So now Takayasu has a two-win lead over everybody else. And that took Takakesho to six and four. I'm not excited about this at all, as you can tell. It was an ex-Ozeki versus an Ozeki in the ex-Ozeki. Tired out the Ozeki. They were both exhausted. It was a great fight to watch. And also more for me, just to see the spirit of Takayasu. This is what we have been wanting from him. We want the Yushu for him. Actually, it was beautiful. I thought in the post-match interview that he looked really remarkably mm, calm kind of like kind of like i'm not gonna get excited well that's how he is pre-bout post-bout you know what i thought when i watched this bout i thought who has been showing up at all of these trainings who has been training his ass off for the last six months Takayasu. Mm-hmm. I mean, Terunofuji has been as well, but Takayasu has been at more of those mixed trainings. Yeah, the joint than, training yeah, sessions. Yeah, than anybody else that I've seen working his butt off. Him and, and I think it showed. Yeah. It really showed because it seemed to me t- Takayasu had way more gas in the tank than Takakesho did. Takakesho yeah. looked as snackered as Tochinoshin and Akisayama at the end of that fight. Snackered? You mean drunk? No, snackered. Schnackered. I mean, I've heard schnockered, but not schnackered. Schnackered. New... Exhausted. Exhausted? Yeah. I would just say pooped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Takakesha looked totally pooped. pooped. I should say, when I was in New Zealand, people, I said, oh man, I'm so pooped. People, New Zealanders were like, what? You pooped your pants? You po- what? And like, I was like, no. yeah, I'm, whew, I'm pooped. What? You guys don't say that? And they were like, no, and that is the funniest thing I have ever heard. Well, so, yeah. to our international audiences, you now learn that Takakesho, when he's was, tired, was he's pooped. pooped. <laughs> yeah, he's pooped. So is that it for day ten? Okay, so day ten, boy, this was a big, this was a big mm, kind of reshuffling of the score because now Takayasu is nine one, and there is a pack following him at seven three. Right. And that is Asana Yama, Terunofuji, Tobizaru, and Chionokuni. Ooh, these so, next few days are going to be exciting. Yeah, day 11 is going to be a big kachi. Well, it could be a big kachikoshi day because there's four gentlemen right there that could be getting their kachikoshi. And a bingo. Yeah, Terunofuji has five days left to get two or three more wins for his Ozeki status. I think he can do it. Takayasu, he just needs to hold on to this win and don't let the pressure get to him because we all want Takayasu to get a Yusho. We all want to see that big portrait of him up there. All we need of us it. do. I need it. Yes. I have been waiting. I need it. Yes. So 
oh my god, just keep watching Sumo. We'll be watching it with you. We'll be screaming every time that Terana Fuji or Takayasu wins and many of the others as well. That's right. So that is our style of Sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. That's right. Thanks for listening. We will chat at you next week. Bye, y'all. Sayonara. Mm-hmm.